This is Zips Unlimited, a show about the University of Akron, its programs, its people, and its community. Zips Unlimited is produced by WZIP-FM. Hello and welcome to another episode of Zips Unlimited. My name is Chris Kepler. I'm the general manager here at WZIP. Willie is not with me today, but that's okay. I have other people here. Kyle Molinelli um, is going to be co-hosting today. I guess guest co-host, is that a... That's I mean, we'll I've you. been all seats around the table before, so whatever you want to call it. Okay. And Kyle is a, hopefully a familiar voice, a familiar name at WZIP. He Which is you'll the, hear tomorrow morning the sports, sports director. <laughs> That's right. And we'll plug that, too. Um, joining us in a few moments will be Dr. Marlene Huff. She's the director of the School of Nursing here at the University of Akron. We're going to learn more about what it's like uh, to become a nurse, uh, why that's an important field to get into. I'm sure she'll tell you how much money you'll make and all that kind of stuff. They also have an open house coming up in just a few days, so you'll hear all about that. But before we get to that, we want to welcome in what is another, um, hopefully, for people who remember just a few years, right, name and voice from WZIP now on the fan in Cleveland, and that's Ken Carmen. Thank God all this stuff is in the same basic layout <laughs> and what it was. Like I, it was, I walked in, and he's like, oh, there's the bathroom, there's the TV studio, it's all, because everything else, all the buildings have changed. Uh, I, I did drive by and take a picture of my old apartment, which was down Brown Street, but everything's the same as it used to be for the most part, and it makes me feel a lot younger than what I am right okay, now. Okay, so, so it's I'm a good thing. Good. It's a good yes. thing that we have some... Some stuff that hasn't changed. That's yes. good. We're not well-funded. Well, <laughs> hopefully we can change that and get everybody talking about the University of Akron and get that going. My goodness gracious. Right. Don't that, be asking me for any money. It all goes to my kids. Now, your, kid, your time here, and I don't, I don't have to know exactly when it was if you don't want to say. I but, can tell, yeah. Okay, when did yeah. you graduate? Um, I graduated in May of 09. 09, okay. Yeah. From, with communication? Yeah, yeah. I was radio TV, and I was a uh, minor in integrated social studies education. Which, boy, that sounds a lot better than what I used it for, huh? <laughs> I don't, so do you I, use it at all? No, well, no, I, I, became, I, mean, <laughs> I became a wild-eyed radio guy. So, yeah, no, I, I, uh, it was, I was going to try this, and uh, if it wasn't going to work, I was going to go back to school. At least I, that, that was my plan. Mm-hmm. And I was going to try to become a teacher okay. and a uh, football coach of some sort. But really, honestly, I was getting married to my wife uh, later on. Like, this is a couple years later. So I was, it was either uh, do this or drive a truck. So that was one of those two. Now, you were the WZIP sports director at one time, I was, correct? I was, yeah. I was, if I graduated in 09, I think it was oh, fall 07, spring 08. Yeah, because then I was fall 08, spring 09 as the TV, ZTV sports director. Okay. And I was terrible, if I can say oh, so. Yeah. Why? so I, it was, I'm not even embellishing. Um, I worked for Tom, Mr. Tom Beck. Do, yeah. Is it Dr. Tom Beck now? No, it's okay, Mr. it's Mr. Yeah. Tom Beck. And then Dr. Hoffman. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was, he goes, hey, I think you might do well at this. And I'm like, all right. And I really loved radio, and I had no idea the technical side of TV. So, oh, yeah, it was terrible. We had this woman, Jamie Reeves, thank God for her. She helped me out so much because she was the news director at the time. And if it wasn't for her, I'd have been eaten alive. Did learn a lot about (laughs) leadership in that role, though. So that was a nice learning experience there. And then you've been working in your field pretty much ever since, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I worked, um, I started working part-time at, um, WHLO in Akron, uh, I was a board op. Uh, this was about, this is when I was still the sports director uh, doing uh, WZIP, the, sport, the radio sports director. I got a part-time job. I, the job came open, and I just didn't think I was qualified. And Tom Beck goes, what are you doing? He goes, apply for the job. And I applied for it. They called me back, and I was a board op. Um, not necessarily in the time, because the, the guy who hired me quit. And so I was kind of like waiting around, seeing what was going on. 
and kind of what Kyle's story here, he was just telling me before we went on was um, I was I was at the um, I was at Miami. I was doing a football game, covering a football game for uh, WZIP. I was in the bathroom getting ready to come out for kickoff, and my old boss Keith called me, and he goes, "Hey, I'm sorry, I just got your email. We're still getting our rods and cones together here." He said, "Come on in." I said, "Okay," and I've been there. I was there, and then I came. Um, I, I did a lot of play-by-play, did a lot of work, and then um, got the job at the fan in 2011. Mm-hmm. You know, when you were walking across campus, um, just you know, a few minutes ago, really, what other nostalgia? Were you feeling? I mean, is is the campus much the way you remember it? Uh, a lot of ways, yeah, and a lot of ways, no. Because um, I worked, I did just about every job imaginable here. I did, um, I did facilities, I did grounds, um, a lot of physical labor, manual labor at that time. So I was like walking by the jar, and I was remembering, was like, man, putting up all the stuff, getting ready for basketball season, tearing down for volleyball, things like that. And I remember, I know I signed one of those beams that went into the football <laughs> stadium. So I know I did that, and it's in there somewhere. I know there's a signed beam in there, but I used to live in the Brown Street dorms uh, my first year here. Okay. And, of course, those were torn down for the beautiful new football stadium, which right. is absolutely gorgeous. It is. It's a so, nice facility. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. So a lot of nostalgia coming in. Well, yeah. tell us a little bit about your job right now for those who, uh, who aren't listening regularly. Oh, goodness, which one? Um, <laughs> I do the morning show at uh, 92.3 The Fan with Anthony Lima, and that's 6 to 10 a.m. Monday through Friday. And then during football season, football season's our busiest time. You know, people in Northeast Ohio love football. So it's usually when, um, you know, Q4, quarter four is usually when stations make all their money. And uh, nothing's different with us. Um, you know, we got, we got the Browns. We, we carry the Browns. We're the flagship of the Browns. So I host um, a, pre- a preview show on Wednesday nights. And then I, sh- I host the uh, game day show, the pre- like the pregame show, the early pregame show. On Sundays, I have our pregame show, which I just go up to West 6 or I stay home. Fourth or on the road because I can broadcast from the house um, on Sundays. And then I got a Saturday, which I've switched around, and they've been wonderful to me, my bosses, um, because, you know, I got three kids now. And I said, I really want to coach flag football for my oldest. And they were like, sure, you can move around. And so I was like, okay. So I moved 2 to 6, and then I'm going to do uh, 6 to 10 a.m. Uh, starting Saturday on CBS Sports Radio. And then um, – on, during the football season on Fridays, we have Friday night touchdown on Fox mm-hmm. 8. So it's a busy schedule. It's a very busy schedule, and I wouldn't have it any other way because I always know someday they're going to stop calling my number, and, you know, you got you got to get the work in while you can get the work. Yeah. Lots going on in sports this week, especially here on campus, right, Kyle? Oh, my gosh, yes. Uh, so this past Thursday, uh, wake up in the morning, first notification I see on my phone, head coach Tom Arth. Uh, three and twenty-four overall record was released from his job, and I know since you're an alumni, you, that was the first thing you broke on the show when you saw it. And well, I'm a broken. I had no idea. You had no idea. I thought we were going to talk about OBJ getting released. How many times have you done that though? Oh, oh. <laughs> well, I finally thought it was going to be like he like he's like the breaking news, the breaking news. I'm like, oh god, here it comes because I wasn't looking at Twitter mm-hmm. at the time. And then he told me about Coach Arth, and I was like, ah. what were your feelings on it first and foremost? Because obviously the record is not. <laughs> glorious um, to the face of value, no, but I think there's a lot more going there. I know he was trying to do something. It's tough. You know, I know we're on we're on your, your guys' radio station, so it's tough for me to... Well, I, technically, we're not affiliated with anything. Well, so it's, it's still... Permission to speak freely, still, sir. <laughs> still, I, he, was always, he was always nice and giving for oh, an Oh, nicest interview. guy I've ever met. And that's, you know, nice goes a long way for me with coaches. Mm-hmm. I We've had a coach here... Um, before Terry Bowden, who was not 
very nice whatsoever and very difficult to work with. Uh, Terry Bowden, you know, is a he's a communicator and a charmer, and he was easy to work with. And I actually got along decently well during a time when I was a student with uh, J.D. Brookhart. And then I actually worked for Lee Owens doing Ashland play-by-play. Oh. Yeah, so it's all Akron for me. Um, but, you know, Tom R's a local guy, mm-hmm. and I felt bad that it didn't work for him. I know that he's going to have a nice landing spot. It's already rumored. Like, there were the rumors Chargers. about the Chargers, yeah, during the offseason. So you can't cry a river of tears. He's going to move to yeah. L.A. and work in the NFL. So it's kind of like a <laughs> Peter principle there. But um, it's just, if you ask me and you are, it's just, it was a backwards way of doing business I agree. here. Like I you, agree. you look at what Sean Lewis does over there at Kent State, and they still don't have the facilities at all compared to the, what, what we have here. And they don't have the backing at all, what we have yep. here. And he's able to take local kids, and he's able to, to win. And you look at the way we've played over the last couple of years, it's not up to, you know, this, what's the standard? The standard is hopefully get the 500, you'll get in a MAC championship game, things like that. That's, that's what you're hoping to make the standard here. I have no visions of grandeur. You know, I'm not trying to be an idiot about it. But, you know, when you, when you got so many kids from all over the place – and your best players from Aurora defensively. Mm-hmm. And what's that tell you? Uh, local kids, you know, Northeast Ohio has a very passionate football fan you base. Look at the same visa, look exactly. At the and the coaches are very, very good. And so you eliminate a lot of you eliminate a lot of stupidity because the coaches are good. The, the players have discipline. So you're not going to have as many illegal formations. You're not going to have as many pre-snap penalties. You know, legal motions, things like that. And and that, especially when you're working with a young program, which Tom Arth was. Mm-hmm. If you turn third and one into third and six at the wrong place, you know, good luck. You know, that's tough. And so that was one of the things that you had to – you kind of winced at. Mm-hmm. And I think if you start – you can always get great athletes. You need good athletes. I get that. But you do need smart football players that can come in and play the game the right way. And I, I just think that that's what's been missing over the last couple of years. And I, I think whoever gets the job next – and we've heard some very provocative names. I hope that they – What's the worst one you heard so far? The worst one? Or your favorite, whatever one. Oh, my favorite. The one I would like the most or the, the couple I'd like the Give most. Give me both. Give me both. Um, the ones I like the most, I, I love the idea of Tim Tyrell over at uh, Hoban. Okay. Um, I know he's got the connections. I think he might be able to do a fine job. Now that's a high school coach coming up to college, which, you know, makes, I almost said front office, makes border regents <laughs> and things like that kind of, uh, um. Luke Getze is a guy who played during a good time, knows football, I think knows the area. Um, I think he's from the area, isn't he? Um, Don't quote me on it. Okay, I I thought he was. I'm not sure. But he knows the area, and I think he'd do a fine job. Uh, I like Vince Karras. Um, I like his family. Uh, I think he's a good one. There's a couple other. Charlie Fry, you know, is a good name and and has become a really good football man. Uh, The one name that I would just – I pray it does. Like people are like kind of joking with me. I'm like, no, you don't want that to happen. It's Hugh Jackson. I would probably. Oh uh, goodness gracious! I'd probably ask you to delete this file if it became <laughs> if it were Hugh Jackson. Because if it, if it were Hugh Jackson later, you guys can enjoy tonight. I ain't stepping back on campus till he's gone. So can I, throw I, a, can I throw a name at you? Who was that? Urban Meyer. Um, I think that's pie in the sky. <laughs> I think that. I mean, if he wanted to, I, I'm fine with that. I think that might be fun, but. Because I think there's an expiration date what's happening in Jacksonville. Oh, definitely, definitely. And, you know, you still have the local connection there. But. Yeah, but, you know, he's he's still he's still the Ric Flair at college football, of football coaching. I love that analogy. Yeah, and I don't know if he, you know, he's private jets and all that stuff. He, what, what he does, 
Urban Meyer, and I know he's, he's controversial, and I've winced at some of the stuff with Urban Meyer. He's a guy who makes guys skip the step. He's so good. Like, there's a lot of coaches who get to the MAC, and they get to group of five schools, and they come with good credentials. They're usually offensive guys. Mm-hmm. And they start thinking about the Jets, and they start thinking about the money and the perks. It's not just the salary. I mean, the perks, my God, the golf memberships, the cars, the houses. I mean, you don't even have to pay for your house at some of these schools. You're making 4 $5 million a year. Oh, yeah. And they forget the work that it takes to get them there. And then they start blaming the players. They blame the assistants. They blame everybody. And things get out of control very, very quickly. And then there's for, for some guys, and, and, and I've actually talked to some coaches about this, they – they are so committed to the kids. They're so committed to the program. They fall in love and they don't see the forest for the trees. You know, there's a window to that. Yeah. And you got to get out while the getting's good. And it's tough to leave. You build relationships. People love these people and they love them back. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if you want to chase that star, you got to go at the right time. And there's been a lot of guys. It's just like you're in it for all the right reasons. You're a fine coach. And you just stayed a year too long, and now they're not picking up the phone for your agent anymore. So it, when it comes to the, when it comes to Akron, I'd like I'd like anybody who can help win and, and knows that this is a very football rich environment, and you could bring in young kids and and you could win games just by playing disciplined football. Yes, that's a great answer. Like you said, you mentioned the pre-snap penalties. I think we've had ten, nine sideline infractions on the year, yeah. and that's just not okay. That's that's. It's just not going to win. Um, I got to ask you guys I, if, if we're just speculating here. Reckless like speculation, if, if they, would you? Well, I mean, if you want to know that, <laughs> I, I don't have the sounder. I had to give Chris the sounder. Oh man! If if we had had that touchdown and we went had a, ahead, we have a different conversation. You're three and six, and you're bowl eligible, and you can still cut you three games left in the MAC. The difference between fired and high and, and still having a job is one yard. Is Less one than. yard. Yeah. I, again, he's a nice guy, and I think that they wanted to keep him. And it makes sense. You got the freshman playing, the kid. I mean, you got 19 year olds playing out there. And Mike News had that program. Mike New, right? He's had that program for years now, and he's started to build his program the way he wants it. And you, you got 19 year olds out there. And last year was a COVID year, and that's tough. Yeah. And you're playing with Ball State. You win that game, you're like, okay, we're three and six. That's three wins. Beat Bryant, beat Bowling Green, beat Ball State. You know, beat a team that we weren't supposed to beat. See how the rest of the season Defending goes. Champions. Yeah, and now it's just kind of we'll never know. Taste. Yeah, so yeah. I, it, it, it's a shame. I I don't I don't take pleasure in coaches getting fired unless I know them personally and I know that they're bad people. But I, I know him to be a good guy and I feel bad about that. I agree. So let's transition gears real quick because we talk about college sports a lot, but you're very well versed with the professional world of college or professional football. Mm-hmm. Uh, you work closely with the Browns. A lot of drama happening this past week with the Browns. Uh, that's putting it lightly. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. does not look like he'll be a Cleveland or play in a Cleveland Brown uniform moving forward. Mm-hmm. Do you think that a release is pending or do you think you'll just keep him onto the bench and quietly hope he sneaks out the door? I think they were probably trying to get a trade going before – all this stuff. With that was his a rumor with the Saints yeah. or Packers, right? With, all this stuff with the with his father made things difficult. And and the problem with Odell is that listen, I, I think it's two sided. I think it's three sided. I think some blame falls at the head coach because he's a head coach. I agree. I think some blame falls at the quarterback because he's the guy who's supposed to throw the ball to him. And I think he's, I think he's going in his shell because he's nervous because he's injured mm-hmm. and he's making more mistakes. And I think he's afraid to throw the ball downfield because I think he's afraid to throw an interception. 
I also think that OBJ becomes frustrated and starts to create while he's out on the field, if that's a good term for it. So I think that they all deal with some problems there. And frankly, there's so many people still around this league who make decisions. Yep. Who OBJ is not a cancer to his teammates. His teammates like him. They liked him in New York. I'm on the record I about that. I hate that narrative personally. It's, it, it, it's not true because he is. But there are so many decision makers who go, that's why I'll never bring that guy in. That right there. Mm-hmm. Because it becomes – and they – Football people hate other sports. The guys who make it their life, they hate other sports. They go, I don't want that NBA stuff in my locker room. I don't need other people tweeting about them. I don't need LeBron tweeting about them. I don't want it. Because if you look at where the Browns are, they're four and four. They're still in the thick of things. And it feels like the world's coming to an end. And they don't want that in their locker room. So it makes it difficult to move on from them. This game coming up Sunday, I think, mirrors a lot of what was happening last year. Odell went down in the Bengals game. And that's when they started their run. So I'll start. Last question. Does that happen again Today. I don't know. Or tomorrow. I don't know. I don't know because he's he's not he wasn't injured last year. He's injured mm-hmm. now. Baker is seriously injured, mm-hmm. and you know he's got a he's got a fractured humerus. He's got a torn labrum. Those are serious injuries, and because he's not the size of Josh Allen, and he doesn't have the feet of Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray, he can't he can't deal with the mechanic difference. He needs his whole body to throw, and he doesn't have the feet to escape. So he tends to bail out early because he knows he doesn't have the feet to escape, mm-hmm. and he tends to throw short because he's afraid he's going to overthrow it because the way his angle is, it tends to leave him high because it does lap with a lot of six-foot quarterbacks. He's a tough kid, but you know I worry about his long-term health. I really do. So here's hoping the best for him. Here's hoping the best for the Browns. Do they still make the playoffs? Yes, they can. I know that I was a long it. pause, but yeah. I love it. Got to get the 10 wins, but they can. The Ever the optimist with Ken Carmen. Yes. Well, as I mentioned just a few moments ago, Dr. Marlene Huff is here. She's the director of the University of Akron School of Nursing. Also, I neglected to mention Dr. Michelle Zelko. She's the assistant director for undergraduate studies in the School of Nursing. Welcome both to Zips Unlimited. Thank you for having us. We've got a couple different things to talk about, but one thing, and I, I know it might seem really obvious, but sometimes we have to get back to those basics and remind people. We have a School of Nursing. What what do I do in the School of Nursing? I mean, am I earning a bachelor's degree, or what exactly happens there? In the undergraduate program, you do earn a Bachelor of Science in Nursing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are there other options, too? We have a lot of options at the graduate program, nurse okay. practitioner, nurse anesthesia. So there are other options in addition to the bachelor's program. Okay. And, and really, specifically... Uh, one of the things I know you wanted to talk about is the accelerated program, and that's that's accelerated program to earn that that bachelor's of science in nursing you just mentioned, right? Yes, uh, this accelerated program is actually a second degree program. The applicants and students in this program already have a bachelor's degree in something, and they choose to come for the accelerated slash second degree program because they want to change their career for some reason or another. Mm-hmm. What, where, and do they come from just all over the place, all, all kinds of different <laughs> you know, majors or whatever? Different majors. We've seen them come from art, music, 
different sciences, psychology, nutrition. You're not taking any of our communication students, are you? <laughs> no. That's okay. We can trade if you want. <laughs> yeah. Now, you said accelerated. What does that mean exactly? How long, how long is it going to take me if I already hold a bachelor's degree? What's it going to take to, do, to get the BSN? So it takes about 15 months for them to complete the program after they finish their uh, prerequisite courses. So they start in May. Um, for example, this year they would start in May of 2022, and they would complete the program the following August of 2023. So you're going year-round for they're that? They're going year-round. They do, except for the holiday break, the Christmas sure. break. So it encompasses two summers, um, the two summers, um, one at the beginning, and then they have the regular academic year of a fall and a spring semester, and then they finish out their summer um, at the end. Mm-hmm. As far as job prospects go, I assume that there's still, I, I remember hearing a long time ago that there was a high demand mm-hmm. for more and more nurses. Is that still the case or am I mistaken? There actually is, even more so, um, because as you know, you probably have heard a lot of uh, nurses are changing. Um, some of them are going for traveling nursing to help out in other areas that are in need. So we're seeing that there are our students, when they graduate or even before, they already have a job lined up. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's a great prospect for anybody who wants to get into healthcare, who's interested in a career of nursing, that um, 15 months they can be getting ready for their first job. Yeah, I, it also used to be very female-dominated, but it's, that's, there, there's more of a balance to that now, isn't there? You have a lot of men that are involved in nursing. We have about 20. 25% of our students right now who are male. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's probably up quite a bit from what it would have been, I don't know, a couple decades right. ago or something. Yeah. I'm not sure. How is nursing different than it was, you know, say 10 or 20 years ago? Or, or is it? Maybe it's the same. It actually has changed a lot. Um, nurses that are graduating are seeing that when they're in their role, they have to be able to um, like um, organize the care for their patients. They are more asked by the physicians on you know what's going on with their patient, recommendations on the plan of care. They lo- do a lot of clinical judgment and, clini- and critical thinking um, on the units. And it's something that years ago, uh, the n- new nurses weren't actually prepared for. But our program is actually one that incorporates clinical judgment and critical thinking into our curriculum plan. So our students, when they complete our program, are actually ready for that level of practicing. And the job, you said that there's, there's demand. Is there, do you offer any kind of help with students trying to get a job when they graduate, is, or they need to do that by themselves? We actually just had a nurse networking night, um, November 1st, where our Student Nurses Association hosted an, an event for all of our nursing students and those graduating, where they could hear a panel of six recruiters from area hospitals Mm. on how to prepare for um, submitting their resumes and for that interview process. And also our uh, students at the sophomore and junior level were actually able to talk with prospective employers about job opportunities right now as like a nurse tech, a student nurse um, on the unit. Um, So we have that event every fall to help our students to get them ready. That must be so, so helpful, you know, to be able to meet with those people and hear from people who are making decisions about hiring, you know, what are we looking for, you know? The job market right now is very competitive and students have opportunities that they haven't had in the past. And this is forward thinking. We are going to experience a vast nursing shortage. So the opportunities are going to just keep coming. 
Is there a way that you like specialize in nursing? You get the, this, this, you earn this BSN. Um, is there anything else you do from there? Um, so a lot of the nurses, when they start their job, they maybe choose what area they would like to get into, whether or not it's med surge, whether or not it's intensive care unit, emergency department. They may want to go into OB. They might want to go into pediatrics. Mm -hmm. So they can identify a specialty when they start. But we also see that nurses often change their specialty. Like they'll start in one area and then they'll transition to another. Another one that's really um, in need of help is mental health nurses in our agency. So we always want to remember that that's a specific population of our patients, and uh, we're looking for people who are really interested in getting into that area. So your your degree program is kind of all encompassing. Then once I had that BSN, I'm I'm could probably work in any of those areas. A BSN program uh, educates our nurses to be generalists, and so then from that point on, they specialize in the area they would like to specialize in. Okay. And you mentioned specifically, uh, Michelle, that you are the assistant director for the undergraduate side, so I assume we have a graduate program as well. Mm-hmm. What, what is that all about? What do you... This is a master's of science in nursing, and right now we have nurse practitioner programs uh, for adult gero and pediatrics and mental health. Okay. We also have anesthesia, which is rapidly growing, and a field that is very exciting and very rewarding. So we try to offer that those extensions of our programs. Mm-hmm. We also have an RN to BSN program, which is where students who are graduates, actually, who come from associate degree or diploma programs can complete their bachelor's program. Okay. I would imagine all those steps, and especially the two, when you nurse and, uh, mentioned nurse practitioner and nurse uh, anesthetist, those are kind of lucrative too, aren't they? I mean, those are pretty good paying jobs, I think. <laughs> they are. And um, actually, our graduates from all of those programs have a high percentage that they're passing their specialty boards. Um, so they're advanced practice boards that they have to take. Um, so they're doing quite well in those. Now, for folks who um, already hold the bachelor's degree in something else, interested in that accelerator program, you're having an event coming up really just a few days, correct? Yes, next Tuesday. It is Tuesday from 5 to 7. Okay. And we invite everyone to come who would like to come, would like to have reservations if at all possible, and they can just email me at mhuff at uacron.edu. Okay. Um, even if you don't know RSVP, they're certainly welcome. Mm-hmm. We're going to be there. And so people who show up, what are they, they're going to find out exactly what the steps are and the application process and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. And we'll also have one of our uh, advisors who works, uh, Don Canary, who works with our accelerated students, will be present as well. So if they come with any questions about coursework that they've completed so far, um, they can kind of uh, talk with him about what the, where they need to go to complete those requirements. They have to complete about 30 prerequisite courses, anatomy, physiology, a chemistry course. Mm. So um, we have all that information on our website, um, so it's available if anybody wanted to find that. Okay. Um, well, I'm wondering if you know this. What are, are there things you notice with either maybe incoming students or people who are just inquiring if there are maybe some, or even just general public for that matter, kind of misconceptions about nursing, things that people assume that aren't really true? 
I think in the past there have been misconceptions about nursing, but I think particularly through COVID, we have been showcased very well in hmm. showing how the nurses have really promoted health care and facilitated the work that needs to be done. So I think that we're in a good place right now. I wonder if COVID has, has made people nervous about working as a nurse or maybe attracted more people to work as a nurse. Are you noticing anything at all um, like that? Well, we are seeing more interest of the incoming, uh, the students who will be coming, incoming freshmen for the fall of 2022. But also we did not see a huge number of students who turned away from the program um, during the COVID. They're continuing in the program or they're continue, you know, uh, joining the program. So we're not seeing a huge transition there. Nurses are taught how to care for patients with communicable disease, so we're okay with that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Again, if you have um, uh, some questions, you can always check out the website. And also, if you do want to RSVP for the open house, it's on Tuesday at Mary Gladwin Hall. Um, it'd be best, if you can, to email Dr. Marlene Huff. That's mhuff, M-H-U-F-F, at uacron.edu. Thanks for joining us. Zips Unlimited can be heard each Saturday at noon on 88.1 WZIP-FM. Z-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88